Hi, I'm Namusa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Africana Podcast. Now I don't know uh, what our words really are. It's okay. We'll make them up. We'll make them up. No one knows what we are saying. But it's right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Episode 15. That's a good number. That's like a quinceanera. Wow. <laughs> no, but seriously. No, it is. It's like a big deal in a lot of... That is, uh, that is, yeah. Hispanic Kinsen- culture. Yeah. A quinceanera is like a coming of age party for women when they turn 15. They are like mini weddings and incredible. So this is our mini wedding, right? Mm. In spirit. Celebration. We're 15 today. Yes. All right, Namusa. The world is ahead of us. Are you going to ask me what's going on or am I asking you? I'm going to ask you what's going on. Okay. Tell me. Well, I just found out that coconut oil is going to kill us. So... Who told you that? (laughs) The American Heart Association. I read an article that apparently coconut oil is very unhealthy and has all the bad cholesterols. I don't believe it. I too don't believe it. And I'm not going to let them... They don't know my life. I'm still going to put it on my hair. And... And your skin and your teeth. And on everything. And my problems. Lubricant. Well, no. Alternative facts. That's all I have to say, American Heart Association. (laughs) You're wrong on this one. No, because black people have been pouring coconut oil on everything and it's been fixing everything. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is bogus. Not today, fam. Not today. Nunusa, what about you? So, I feel like you know this about me, but many people don't. I get into this, like, self-helpy stage every, oh, like, three months Uh when I try to, like, turn my life around. Whatever that means. I have this like moment. So it happened around like Christmas time when I'm with family and New Year's where you're like making resolutions. One of my resolutions was to thought and that failed miserably. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like the time of the year where I've had another one and it's always like connected with my birthday. So, you know, you find yourself in the uh, self-help section of the Johannesburg airport. And so I bought a book about resilience. And so it's Sheryl Sandberg's new book called Option B. And Sheryl Sandberg is the COO of Facebook. That's what she's most famous for, but she also is really famous for writing Lean In, which is a book written by women to women, encouraging people to lean in to their professional career settings. Mm. I thought there was a lot of good tidbits. There's a lot of pushback for the book for like a lot of privilege reasons. But this new book, it's told half through narrative and half through like practical how-to tips. Mm -hmm. And it just talks about like resilience as a muscle because her husband died. He fell off a treadmill, um, but that's not what killed him. He had an aneurysm, I think. And so she tells his story and how you get through the darkest of days Mm. and how you build resilience. And there's just some, like, really, really, really great tidbits in there that I've been employing in my own life. Ooh, like Um, what? So there's the three Ps that I never remember, but one of them is, like, personalization. So when something really difficult happens, to not take it personally Mm -hmm. or to consciously walk yourself through not taking That's a big one. Which is huge, especially, I think, for women. Mm. and I'm the queen of personalizing stuff um so you'll like tell me that your tea is not hot enough and I'll be like oh well guess I'm the worst person ever just I have the opposite problem like oh I know you're not talking about me (laughs) I I actually oscillate I'm like what (laughs) worst best worst and then I land somewhere in the middle it's like Um, oh no this is not my truth no no okay um yeah and then the other one is around pervasiveness so that like just because this terrible thing happens in one aspect of your life does not mean that that's true for everything else in your life. And then the third one is, I think it's persistence. So also recognizing that change is the only constant, right? And mm-hmm. so this thing feels really terrible right now, or this really 
really difficult thing. And like some of the stories are of like deaths from loved ones, sexual assault, like oh, just yeah. really strong, really crappy things that have happened to people and how people get through it and their stories of perseverance and resilience. And so, yeah, I just, I feel good reading stuff because I have tools to help me navigate difficult times, but also the good times. I like that. Well done. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything recently that has happened. Oh, the Beyonce. Yes! The Beyonce twin offspring have landed. I know that's important to a lot of people. Including ourselves. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean... Fix your face. I, I am a fan. <laughs> I am... I'm a fan of hers. Not with that attitude, you're not. I enjoy her music. I actually agree with Mark Zuckerberg, and I do believe Halo is one of her better songs. I love Halo. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of my senior year hallmate, who had to listen to me play that over and over again. Halo! Halo! No, I love that song, actually. But I'm thrilled for her as I would be for any fellow human being in the world. But as has, I think, been discussed, I am not a member of the, the Hive. The Hive, yeah. Because I, I would know. Yeah. I'm the Nairobi chapter president. You're the chapter ref? Queen B. So yeah, good for them. Shout okay. out to the Carters. Well done. Anyway, anything else in your world? That's all I got for you. Okay. That's all I've got. Well then. Do I want to talk about this breakup? I don't know. Should I? Well, you just dropped it on the, the channel, so... This wasn't one of Don Jazzy's blessings, but... Or maybe it was. I don't know. You don't know yet. It wasn't really a breakup, though. It was more just an ending of a situation. I think you should say what makes you feel comfortable. I will say this. I'm very proud of myself. This is actually... Well, I'm proud of you, too. Yeah, I am proud of... Yeah, I think I had two goals for this year. And this was one of them. One of them was to be a bit more vulnerable, because I can be a brick wall when it comes to these things. Mm -hmm. Um, These things meaning romantic relationships? Yeah, I'm a bit of a, uh, yeah. I can be a commitment phobe yeah. slash, in general terms, not willing to be, <laughs> put, be vulnerable in any way. Yeah. So I was, I did that for a few months. And I'm very proud of you. And I'm, and I didn't die. No, you didn't. And so I'm happy about that. I've ticked off an important life Milestone. skill and lesson for myself. And that might not seem really important to a lot of other people, but. Yeah, I think it is. But, you know, obviously we all have our own problems and this was one of my things that I was trying to work on as yeah. I approach further adulthood and so no I feel good about it oddly enough good this is the quickest rebound I think I've ever made well from a situation and I'm not saying that like out of disrespect no, to the other person I'm in terms of like I didn't leave anything unsaid which is probably the best way to feel and it feels amazing yeah like there's absolutely no regrets and I don't know what that's like because usually I'm like oh I should have told him this I should have said this I should have done that and this time... You're just you. I, and amazing. I, I wasn't cagey about anything. I was very open and honest. Like it's, a, it's a bit odd how at peace I feel about this. And I know the listeners like, well, we didn't even know what was going on in, to begin with. <laughs> so what the hell is happening? I know we that. We keep some things Yeah, clearly, obviously. You can't give it all away. But I'm sure Wait till the next live show. Yeah, I'm sharing this as a more of a, a life lesson. Yeah. In terms of personal growth and realizing that... Uh, yeah, I don't know. When dating somebody, be vulnerable. Yeah. and, it, and you'll, Or be true to yourself, and maybe one of those things is vulnerability. It, well, yeah, for me. That mm -hmm. was my cross to bear. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for life to come. That sounds so weird. So that but... you can keep being vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah, that's wonderful. And not just in your dating life, like being vulnerable in like your relationships with like family and friends and strangers. 
Well, I don't need to be vulnerable with strangers. Let's, let's not be hasty. No. <laughs> That's, that will be like your ultimate working to goal. Exactly. That's the end game. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those people. I'm so vulnerable. <laughs> I've just met you. <laughs> Why do you do that weird kid voice? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, long story short, it was, uh, it was a brilliant few months of, of, of learning a lot about you yourself, know, about myself. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for that, but I'm, I don't know, like, it's weird to be, is this how it feels like when you know you've tried? Like I, this is a, this is new for me because I'm on a high as a result. That feels weird to be on a high post, like the conclusion of yeah, something that, that like, mattered. The conclusions of things that matter always have to be sad. Maybe I Disney I'll... potentially, but like other than that. <laughs> Right. No, and every rom com in the nineties, two thousands and early two thousand tens. Yeah. I think that was a big thing though, right? I lived most of the last ten years like, okay, well, you don't want to get hurt, you don't wanna you know. And that again, like I was a coward. Like I just was. And that's I Or you weren't a coward, the behavior Well, yeah. But I shied away from that and I didn't this time. And I think now I know what it feels like when you've actually tried and like you've nothing to regret and you just move on. Shall I move into Africa rising still rising? Yeah. I have two rising stories, actually. Whoop! I know. Be still your heart. One, shout out to a one blessing Okagbare. Do you know who she is? No, but I'm shouting her out. I'm about it. She's Nigerian. Okay. And she was running in a track championship. Okay. In Norway. You're really hyping this up. I'm getting ready. I'm getting into it. And while she was doing her event, her wig fell off. Already my hero. Already my hero. And her comment was, it is what it is. And I'm like, you know what? God bless you. That's awesome. That's yeah, she's made it. Yeah. Because you can imagine that can be a very mortifying thing. And, you know, like we all are, the memes we've seen and we are very, at the weddings. All of us about our hair and what it means and what it doesn't mean. And we talked about this in previous episodes yeah. about having natural hair and why she feels the need to have a wig in the first place is maybe another conversation and blah, blah, blah. But I just like the fact that that happened and she just let it roll off it her back. It was like a Serena slide, just being like, and what? Like, yeah, it, it, that happened. Good for you. Focus on the fact that you did your event. Your that rising. is a rising. I like that. Yeah. And then another Africa rising is that, except it's more of a historical thing, but I thought it was really cool. Okay. So my peoples are getting a shout out two weeks in a row. But an ancient city was uncovered by archaeologists in Ethiopia. But what yeah. does this mean, though, for so civilization? It means we're still dope. And it was a city from 10th century AD. So there were artifacts from Egypt, India, China, Madagascar, the Maldives, and Yemen. Wow. And they also uncovered a 12th century mosque. So it was just really a it's really... incredible. Yeah, really dope story. Whereabouts? It is in central eastern Ethiopia. So close okay. to... The Somali border. Yeah, that's incredible. So yeah, I just Did thought they that was find really people? cool. Well, apparently there weren't that many residents in this community, so it was kind of a trader. They just balled out. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of artifacts, though. They had a lot of stuff. So those are my two Africa Risings. And you? So I didn't know you were going to talk about your people again, but mine uh -oh. is... Has to do with Ethiopia. No! I know. What did they do? It's actually not what Ethiopia did. It's what's being done to Ethiopia. Oh, okay, good. So, but this is like really big significance. So remember how everybody is always saying that climate change is not happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're just like the only two... Mostly Americans? Yeah, uh -huh. primarily because they're polluters in China a little bit. But I think China's now over that. Because China's part of the Paris Accord. Yes. Let, me not, let me not digress in this. So what do you think are the two things mm. that people will officially start to believe in climate change if they disappear? 
if two things disappear, they'll believe in climate change. Yeah, that climate change is real. Land? Like erosion? Because is that what you're thinking? You're thinking too advanced. No. Uh, okay. If things, what two things maybe you, crops? What like two food? things, yeah. What two things that you eat? Or you put in your mouth? Well. Um, How did you sexualize climate change? I did not. I just. Addy. That. You know what? Oh. I just, we'll just, okay. Oh, I was just. I have never met anybody who has sexualized climate change. In I did not sexualize climate change. <laughs> I was merely pondering the question that you offered. And I'm still trying to do that, and you keep changing the subject. Okay, go ahead. Water? Is that considered? No. I, what? The, I, don't, I don't like this framing. Okay. This is really <laughs> difficult. Okay. Is it a specific crop you want me to say? Yes. Corn? Let me just tell you. If it's Ethiopia, it's a flower? We're, I'm going to just tell you. No, but you know I love trivia. I kind of want to guess this. <laughs> but the listeners. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners. For you guys, we'll cut this off. So coffee's under threat. No! Yeah. What? So I feel like the two things that people will globally start to believe in... And avocados. Yes, I was going to say avocados Get and coffee. Get out, really? I swear to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it. the South Americans with the avocados uh-huh. and the East Africans with the coffee. Wow. So yeah, so they're really, really worried about coffee is now under threat because of climate change. And so it's changing geographic regions and the climate. Well, I guess this is kind of an still rising in terms of we really need to start recycling. And by we, I mean North Americans. Don't, maybe look, eat don't less, look at me. Maybe eat less meat. I don't eat meat very much. Okay. I'm not looking at you. I'm just talking about your peeps. You were, though, actually. You were looking at me. I was. I was talking about all of America. Yeah. Mm. And North America and Europe. Please slow down your meat consumption. And then greenhouse gases. Okay. So coffee is under... That's a really... That's actually pretty bad. That's a big foreign exchange for Ethiopia. And there's a lot of people involved in that Yeah. And so, like, if we're going to believe in things are really happening, coffee... I don't think people are going to believe climate change until they're drowning. You wait till you can't get coffee on the shelf globally and watch how quickly World War Three. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you're not going to have water to help you with that coffee as well. Whoop. So, but the good news is that because they know that this is going to happen, they're trying to mitigate the harm that it'll cause, aka our inability to absorb caffeine. Well, not our inability to absorb caffeine, but not having as much caffeine as people exist on. By using other varietals and oh. trying to see if they can grow coffee in other areas. But Ethiopia has, like, of the best coffee in the world. So does Vietnam, for that matter. Uh, okay, let's not stop. Relax. Step one. Ethiopia gave the world coffee. Let's just... Are you now going to go into the goat story where the herder boy sees the goat? You know, that's been disproven. Get out of here. You see, almost... Wait, is this, is this you, what you're... You almost... You almost... Is this what you're going to tell me? You almost... That this is Habisha science? You almost... When I told you, like, the AC being on, that's not why you get sick? You almost made me curse just now. That's how deeply you what, hurt what, me. Show me the science. How, this is not alternative facts. Listen, how are you telling me that Kaldi the herder did not see the goats jump? <laughs> oh, bless. Kaldi, I didn't ha- know that his name was Kaldi. That is why we have a coffee chain in Ethiopia called Kaldi. Mm, you're not going to tell me that really that is... Starbucks. Listen, you're not going to tell me. I know we jacked the logo and it's a circle and it's green and white. Yeah. But, you know, imitation flattery, you've heard. (laughs) Not Uh, copyright infringement. No. Uh, There's no such thing in Africa. (laughs) It's fine. Did you see the Cold Rock Creamery in Westgate Mall? And it's red with white letters instead of Cold Stone? It's Cold Rock. Let people live their best lives, though. I'm not even mad at it. Copyright infringement. There's Kofefe on the tattoos now. That wins, I appreciate when things are... Taken from, if you will. Mm. You hurt me with my spirit when you told me that Kaldi story wasn't real. Coming I also, out and I, I also and believed I, in Santa I, Claus till I was 13. Listen, 
just let us have okay. our origin stories, okay. okay? So for those who don't know, the story of coffee is that a herder named Kali was herding his goats, and the goats ate the coffee beans, and he noticed that they got like a bit excitable, etc. And that's kind of the first origin story of how we realized what coffee was, etc., etc. And then it was, a, I think there were some priests involved, and they, they drank it, and they also realized like caffeine, etc. I'm not telling the story very well, but basically <laughs> that's the story of how we realized what coffee was. And then coffee became an export to the rest of the world, and now you're all drinking and spending way too much money per day on this product. But thank you kindly as you're supporting Ethiopia and a bunch of other countries who produce it. This product that if you don't start recycling or reducing <laughs> will die. climate change yeah. will stop. To be fair, I don't drink coffee, but to your point about Vietnam, Vietnamese street coffee Whew. is probably the only coffee that I've ever enjoyed. You know why? Because it's filled with condensed milk. And? <laughs> and sugar. And? And coconut milk, which will Yes, kill us. exactly. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Instagram. Okay. No, you know what I really want to talk about? Mm. Assad and Rihanna. I don't follow Assad, but I follow DJ Khaled. I want to trade places with Assad for like a day. He is probably the most loved child on the face of the planet. I love when DJ Khaled talks about his son. It's the most affirming thing. It's like, you're a Don, you're a legend. You're my best friend. You're the greatest that you're ever lived. You're the greatest. <laughs> like, but maybe we need more of this. No, maybe I he's love it. to something. I think I'll definitely up talk my kids that way. I want to make sure they're humble though. So it's going to be a mix of Kendrick. Like be humble, sit down. Yeah, it's going to be a mix of Kendrick and DJ Khaled. Okay. It's going to be DJ Kendrick Khaled. That works. You're a legend, but sit down and be humble. Right. I think you need both. I think that's the Habesha modesty in me, though. You think Habeshas as a people, and yes, I recognize we're generalizing, would you say are quite modest? We're not modest when it comes to things like never being colonized and coffee. <laughs> and origin stories. Yeah. Those things were not, no. But you can't play with those things. We'll talk about the Nile. We'll tell you that that's the origin. We're not modest about Lucy. So we're not- She's the greatest. Yeah, so we're not modest about our history and our culture. But I find that Habesha people are not very loud about their accomplishments in general mm -hmm. terms. Compared Taking to- Taking on like 18 PhDs. Yeah. You'll be and like, you're still going to a family, you're still having a right. family cookout. And you're just like, oh, I've studied a bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, obviously there's people who are different and that's fine. But... Can you think of any loud Habeshas that you know though? No, none. I'm sure there are, but I can't think of any either. I can't think of one. Not even in my personal circles. There's no cockiness among them, by and large. I mean, granted, of course, there might be some people now, but I don't know them, because probably if they were, I wouldn't be friends with them, because that's not how I roll. But, yeah, by and large, I would say so. Although, feel free to disagree, listeners. If there is a loud habasha in your life... Send them our send, way. Yeah, tag us. Let us know. I would say pro like very proud, but not in your face. Exactly. What about South Africans? asking if we're proud yeah 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 black south africans are actually i would say most south africans proud of what exactly like what would you um culturally i think overthrowing apartheid is a big thing okay like certain traditions are really important i think it's just the way that it presents is different so like there was a really good meme during the south africa matric which is like the end of high school level mm -hmm. graduation was like in certain communities, historically, and now the traditions are being revived, whereby literally the whole community comes out and ushers in graduates. Oh, I've seen the videos. So, like, that's a way that we show that, like, we're very proud. That's really And, like, cool. often breaking into spaces where 
South Africans, but particularly black South Africans have not had the opportunity to be able to exist as themselves in previously. Mm. So it's a lot of like community pride and support. Sorry, we were starting out. We started this off with talking about Assad. Yeah, just like being the greatest. Yeah. That's what I want to I about. love Assad. He looks like the happiest kid on earth. That gel though gets to me. His hair is gel? Oh, girl. Really? Yeah. I guess I'm always focused on his smile. He just looks so cute and adorable and pleased. And always wearing suits. Because <laughs> he's a don. A legend. The greatest. So good. Ugh, DJ Khaled. Speaking of Instagram, you know who else I really miss? Join the scammer. I love Joy. Oh, so good. What is she doing these days? I don't know. I thought she was like about to like blow up and like be, I don't know, on like the back of like gummy bears or something. And then, I don't know. I think my Instagram algorithms don't. No, she just hasn't been posting that much. We've talked about Joanne the Scammer multiple times. But listeners, if you have not blessed yourself with Joanne the Scammer, please follow Joanne the Scammer. I think now her, her IG handle is Joanne the Scammer. Because, you know, winning, yeah. winning at life. It used to be I am Brandon with an E-N. Yes. But now it's Joanne the Scammer. Because Joanne's a real person. And it's hilarious. You know who else I really like on social meds, which I talk about all the time? Who? Tracy Just... Ellis Ross. Oh, she's fantastic. And I don't think she has a man, unclear, or he's not in the private eye, or a partner, regardless of the gender that she's dating. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, she just like posts like wonderful videos with like her siblings and her dad and her mom as if they're like regular, regular people and not that your mom was Tina Turner. No, your, her mom was Diana Ross. Exactly. <laughs> See what I did there? That's racist. <laughs> Although Tina Turner as a mom would be amazing. Simply the best. I see what you did there. See what I did there? I see what you did there. You know, fun fact, my first concert was Tina Turner's Goodbye Tour. Who let you go to that? My parents. How old were you? Maybe 10 or 11. My dad loves Tina Turner. Fine, okay, I'll give you that. We have the album that has, uh, I think it's called Private Dancer, the one that has What's Love Got To Do With It. What's love got to do, got to do with it. I have that on vinyl. And by I, I mean my parents. Yeah, because I was like... Yeah, I bought. You my, do not have that in your Nairobi yeah, house. Yeah, my three-year-old self was collecting in your coffers. Was uh, <laughs> like a true hipster, along with. Do they know it's Christmas time? Be <laughs> the world. Um, in crazy shit, white people do what? <laughs> Anything that's come up recently? Mm, I'm a huge House of Cards fan. I used to love House of Cards. Clears- tailored suits claire looks amazing all the time we all know where we were season two episode one zoe skirt skirt in the station we all remember that and how we were not ready Mm -mm. i love house of cards okay i have multiple facebook statuses dedicated to (laughs) the debut of various seasons this season season five i have absolutely no desire to watch house of cards pray tell because I'm watching it in real life on CNN every single day. And it's terrifying. House of Cards used to be an escape, mm. not the actual life here in the world that's going on. So now I'm like, why do I want to spend 12 hours of my life binge watching on a out. weekend yeah. when I am watching practically the same thing happening with real life implications on TV every day? Ugh. I, however, because I'm not watching House of Cards, I definitely watched the Comey testimony in my house. With my friend. I almost hosted a party for it because I hosted something for an inauguration. And I hosted something for election night. But I was like, you know what? Let me just, this one, you know, it's a Friday. It's a bit random. I'll just leave it alone. But it's okay. I will host something for impeachment. Is that um, a thing? No. What is the word that when you go against the state? 
Treason. Treason. Is impeachment treason? Is that what you're, you're saying? You're saying that you'll host an impeachment party. Is that treason? No. Okay. I'm saying if that comes to pass, I will definitely host something at my house because I'm no longer watching House of Cards. I'm now watching Comey and Sessions. What kind testify. of drinks would you serve? Vodka. Russian like vodka. Bloody Mary's. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Okay. <laughs> no, but normally there's really good vodka, I feel like, in Bloody Mary's. Yeah. I had vodka at the election night in honor of uh, hackers. <laughs> That's terrible. Slash hilarious. It was real, though. That's fine. I mean, it is what it is now. First of all, I don't necessarily want him to get impeached. What concerns me about him is the fact that his companies are profiting. I think that is inappropriate and that should not be happening. I'm pretty sure that's not legal. I don't know. Is that an impeachable offense, though? That's the thing. Well, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's ever happened before in the same way because you have to... We're in new territory, and I don't think our government was ready to function for... You mean your government? Yeah. Was not supposed to be functioning for this type. Did I say your government? Our. Yeah, I'm talking about me. These are my problems, (laughs) y'all. Um... Yeah, and also, I mean, the alternative isn't so great, like Mike Pence, I'm not, you know, uh, President Ryan, uh, President Tillerson, like, how far do we have to go before, like, we have somebody that's competent in government that I'd actually be happy with being president, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm not watching House of Cards, I'm watching CNN, it's practically the same thing, and... It's terrifying. Yeah. You know what else is terrifying, which definitely, like, connects to the diaspora... And you just said the word burning, and that's what made me think of it. Oh, God. But the big fire in London. Yeah. So kind of like, well, I don't know the exact numbers, but I definitely know there was some East African diaspora folks who were missing. Because it was public housing, right? So again, yet again, poor people bearing the brunt of government decisions that don't really care about them. And kids too, right? Like not just, yeah, my thoughts are with the folks in London doing just, just really, really sad. The UK has had a lot of, like, some tough... But some of this stuff, I feel like, can be avoidable. Like what? Like oh, like this tower? Yeah, yeah. Buildings. yeah, yeah. The fact that you don't have sprinklers in a 27-story building. Don't understand that. It was also Father's Day. We didn't talk about Father's Day. We didn't. We talked about Mother's Day, but we didn't talk about Father's Day. I definitely spoke to my African father on Father's Day. I spoke to my dad as well. He was uh, very thankful for the phone call. That's so cute. But he also almost clowned me because I called him very late mm. after I'd seen people and after I got home. And so that was roughly around 10 or so. So he's like, ah, in two more hours, I would have asked you if there's Father's Day in Kenya. <laughs> because <laughs> some people know this. One year, I told all my colleagues that it was my father's birthday, but I failed to call him. So I got home and I don't know what happened to me, but I just completely forgot mm. to call him. The next day I get an email. He's like, dear Andy, is there March in Kenya? <laughs> oh, that's so good. He's like, is there March 24 in Kenya? And I'm like, oh, man. And so I had to call him like, I'm so, so sorry. Happy birthday. You know, he's very good at the African dad guilt. African dad petty. Yeah. No, I love my pops. He's awesome. So yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the pops out there. Yeah. Especially the African pops. Those are the best kind. I, I must think, say. I think so. I think African, we're also biased. We're totally biased. I spent but, half of the conversation FaceTiming with my father when only half of his face was in it. Oh, oh my. This is my favorite thing. God. Oh, I love it. I have a screenshot of this. My father doesn't quite realize that. The camel angle. That we don't literally mean FaceTime. <laughs> I think it's an ad, African like, dad thing. I, I have a screenshot of this. It is just the corner of his eye <laughs> and a slice of his forehead. I'm like, Dad, I can't see you. I can't, Dad, Dad. And you spend the first Dad, five minutes of the conversation. Dad, Dad, Dad. And then, can you, can you hear me? 
Can you hear me? I can't. I, I can't see you, Dad. Move your hand. Move. Nimusa. Move. No, no, no. A little bit to the right. No, a little dad, bit to just, the right. Just move your hand away from your face. I think that's an international African dad thing. Though. Oh my god! I just had. And to sometimes you just have to stop. Sometimes you just have to be like, okay, I'm just gonna. I. Uh, also, just, the mosquitoes are back. Oh. Yes, we need a national day of prayer for mosquitoes. We need more than a national day of prayer for mosquitoes. We need some doom. Where's the doom pastor? We need some doom. I think he's in jail. Is he? I don't know. I would hope so. South Africa, come on. Yeah, you can't spray doom in people's faces. That's not how this works. You don't cure glaucoma by spreading doom in someone's eye. Uh, yeah, the mosquitoes are back. And I remember the first time I saw one, it was like last week. I was like, oh, it's that time. Okay. But also why? There's no rain for them to procreate in. Isn't it usually when it's hot, though? Yeah, but you need water. No, I get that. But Stagnant no, water. There's water around. The good thing is there's no malaria in Nairobi. What? Listen, if that... Shout out Nairobi Tourism. If there was, we would all be in trouble. I would have been a goner a long time ago. <laughs> this is true. I really don't like mosquito nets. I think they're important and people should sleep with them. Oh. I just don't like it. Oh, I don't... Un- it makes me feel claustrophobic. I don't understand how people don't like nets. That's why I always have my fan on, like, 45... I realized that I was playing myself the day I finally got my net installed, and I didn't realize how poor my sleep was until I realized what sleep could be when I had my net. Do you know how many times I slapped myself in the face in the middle of the night <laughs> trying to kill mosquitoes, and how I like would put my blanket over my head to basically create a net so that it wouldn't bother me? But then I would and then get, you're too hot, and, you're and sweating, then you're too you hot, and you're sweating. And you're like, no, but it's not safe on the outside. Like you have to stay. As it's, you've learned. Exactly. And now this net, I'm telling you. And then you, you get one mosquito that comes into your ear and you're like, this is over. You know what the worst part is? What? When the mosquito gets in the net <laughs> and it's war. <laughs> it is war. It's like, oh no, you will not ruin my safe space. No. This is not how this works. How did it get in though? I don't know. You got a hole. Sorcery. No, 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 no. Maybe it just kind of, it was already in there, but mm. it was quiet and it was waiting. These things are smart. <laughs> they will ruin your life. <laughs> Out of spite. Out of spite. It's kind of like bad ex-boyfriends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They're gone and they come back. And you get a net, so you have a protective wall. And then. And then they slowly creep back in. Into your DMs. And then they're buzzing, buzzing. in your ear. Uh-huh. All of it. All these sweet things. And then when you realize what's happening. It's too late. You're like, hell no. And you have malaria and you die. Pretty much how it That's works. basically yeah. how, yeah, okay. <laughs> Shitty ex-boyfriends for you. Oh, God. Not that we would know. No. We would never know that. Are you being sarcastic? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> what is our proverb of the week, 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 week? So the Africana proverb of the week, 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 week. Actually, has nothing really to do with anything we've talked about today. But if you're looking for a bit of encouragement or, you know, resilience, maybe. This is the proverb. Lick the back of your hand. <laughs> that's what a winner tastes like. Oh, that's my favorite. Again, for the people nope. in the bag. Namusa Stop is, licking my hand. Namusa is repeatedly licking her hand right now. Listeners, lick the back of your hand. That's what a winner tastes like. Winner in coconut oil. There you go. This might be a repurposed I one, like it. but I don't know. I felt it in my spirit today, so sharing that again. How do the listeners find us? We're on the interwebs, on Facebook, at Africana Podcast. A-F-R-A-C-A-N-A-H Podcast. And then we're on Instagram and Twitter, at Africana. A-F-R-A-C-A-N-A-H. And listener letters? If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, disagreements. Want unsolicited or solicited advice. Want advice or non-advice or just want to say hi. 
askafricana at gmail.com. Once again, ask, A-S-K, Africana. You already know how to spell that because I've said it 15 times now, at gmail.com. We will be off for the next few weeks because Numusa will be traveling, but we will still be on the interwebs sharing good stuff, and we'll see you when we're all back. And I promise when I get back, we will have some really good stories. Yes, she'll be working on that. Bye, listeners. Bye.